welcome to the Healing She Got Faith show. It is Lily. She Got Faith, your self-love advocate, the founder, and of course, your co-host of the Healing She Got Faith show. And you are listening to us on Total Entertainment Radio. Yes, I am so excited. And let me tell you why. Because today is Healing She Got Faith's second birthday. I am so excited. Like, well, let me say this. It's actually tomorrow. So April 12th, Healing She Got Faith turns to. So, of course, we have to wait for that. But, yes, yeah, so I'm super excited. We turned to. We started off as a blog. Now we have a whole published book, a radio a radio station platform. I mean, yeah, it has been a journey. And I am looking forward to, like, just talking to y'all about that and just really like breaking down what it has been like to get to this point like what does that look like like what 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 is that like mm, I don't know right so getting to this point has been <laughs> I'm gonna be honest it has been exhausting it has been exciting, exciting, but it has also been very exhausting. And when, as I'm growing in my entrepreneurship, as I'm growing in this authorship, as I'm growing in a bit and being a business owner, as I'm growing in this such weird world that we're living in, you know, I think a lot of times everybody has it figured out, but the reality is like we're struggling. We're struggling in our day-to-day -day lives. We're struggling just to make it from one minute to the next. And a lot of the issue this day in technology, this day of like, you got to figure it out. You got all the time in the world. You know, there's enough money out here for everybody, but like there's people who are actually struggling. And so with that, it's like, I honestly just come from a place where like, I just really believe in authenticity. I just really believe in being honest with where you're at and not doing the comparison. Like it's very easy to compare what you're doing to the next when it seems like everybody is winning, but you. So I say all that to say to be turning to started off from a blog and I have a list of struggles, but I do want to focus on the positive that has come from this. I do want to focus on the good, the strength, the growth, the life lessons. Like as painful as the life lessons have been, it is absolutely amazing to see where you have come from to where you're at which is one of those things where it's like, wow, like I just didn't foresee myself being here. Like I never would have thought that I would make it this far. And I'm just being completely honest with you all. Like I just, I, I just never thought I would be on the radio. I never thought I would have a team in Detroit. I never thought that um, I would have people that I can call. I never thought I would have a publisher or an editor or, um, Right now, I'm working on the audio book for Everyone Has a Story, and I never thought I would be working with a studio to get this off the ground, okay? Like, the fact that I have a whole book bundle that includes a book, a guided journal, a planner, 
a e-version that you can buy on Kindle. And now I'm working on the audio book that I really want done in like soon. I'm not going to put the time out there because I don't want y'all to come back and remind me. <laughs> so, but the fact that I'm working on it and the fact that I am in this place that I just never saw myself. And I'm not going to lie to y'all, like there have been days that I've sold a bunch of books. And then there have been days where not one person has looked on my website. And I think that's a part of entrepreneurship that like nobody talks about, that it can be up and down, that you can follow the trend, you can do what everybody else is doing, you can hire a coach, but there will be some days where it just doesn't happen. And so I'm here today to kind of talk to you about those things and talk to you about like what that looks like and what like what is really going on and like if you're on this entrepreneurship journey if you're on this healing journey if you're on this authorship journey like what does that look like like you gotta hear i'm all in one baby like let's talk let's because i'm gonna give you the real i'm not gonna sit up here and tell you the cute stuff and i it's not to be negative but i want to tell you when nobody is going to tell you. And I've always been like that, even when I was in school, like all this cute stuff that they be teaching us. No, like I want to know the raw stuff. Like, let me know. It might hurt my feelings, but let me know because I would rather know to learn from it than to be naive. Like, believe me, y'all, like I'm naive enough. Okay. Like, let's just be completely honest. So before I start blabbing my mouth, because I know I can talk. Okay. I am actually going to be reading from Everyone Has a Story. You can get it. If you want a signed copy, you can get it at healingshegotfaith.org slash shop, and I will sign it, and I will send it to you. If you don't want to wait on me to send it to you, I am available on Amazon. I'm available on Kindle, and be looking out for the audio version. And, yes, I will be narrating it. So there's that. So I'm actually going to be reading from the chapter, if I can find it, it's not about me. I'm going to read you a quote from there. So I'm not going to be pulling a card, but I just felt like it was only right to read from Healing She Got Faith since it's our birthday. Okay, so this is page 144. It says, at that moment, I had to learn that I have to accept people for who they are. I want people to accept me for who I am. So why can't I accept people for who they are? I cannot change people. As a matter of fact, I can accept you for who you are, but I do not have to deal with you. And that goes for anyone. This was a lesson I learned. It is what we call boundaries. Accept someone for who they are, but if it affects you, you have the decision to speak on it, leave it, or accept it. Okay? I I picked this because last week's affirmation, last week's affirmation talked about just being present and loving yourself and being in the moment and really having that moment to be one within yourself. Okay. And I was as I was going through everyone has a story, I saw this and I was like. This was something that towards the end of my writing journey, I really had to come to accepting that like I accepted a lot of behaviors from a lot of people who ended up hurting me. 
I accepted less than what I deserved from people that just really shouldn't have made it past hello, okay? I also did not set boundaries. So as I was writing this book, I learned that like I lacked so many boundaries. And at the time I was going into therapy and I was like really into it and I was really just having a ball with it. And I was like, I really don't have boundaries, y'all. So that is what I'm going to leave you with right now. Um, Y'all, like we really have to learn to set boundaries. We really have to learn to be in this space of knowing who we are for ourselves, not for anybody else, okay? That is one of the things that when I wrote Everyone Has a Story, I was really trying to hit that point across. Like, look, y'all, we have to do better for ourselves. We have to know our story. We have to know who we are because the world is not going to unless we set the standard for ourselves. Like, you have to know that. And it's not to say that you're not going to be loved until you're fully healed. No, like, that's another episode for another time. Um, But what I am saying is it is now your time to set that standard and set that boundary for you, okay? So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're actually going to act as if this is a grief beyond death. And we're going to talk a little bit about grief before we get on to the conversation, okay? All right, make sure y'all come on back. Welcome back to the Healing She Got Faith show. And I hope that you did not miss that introduction because I definitely read from Everyone Has a Story, okay? So you are listening to Healing She Got Faith on Total Entertainment Radio, hosted by your very own founder, Lily. Yes, y'all. And it is Healing She Got Faith second birthday. Um, So April 12th is kind of like a hard day for me as well. It was actually the day my father passed away. So I was 15 at the time. He passed away April 12th of 2007. And if you read the book, I actually go into full detail about the story of how that day looked, what that like what that entailed of. And that was the first time I had dealt with grief, but not dealt with grief. You don't know what that means? Let me explain. I actually, I reworded reword, I that wrong. That was the first time I experienced a death that was super, super close to me that I never dealt with, okay? When I was 15 and my father died, there was nobody in my life except for one person and um, who had kind of broke down like what grief is, what I'm feeling, what that looks like. She was the only person that told me like I did not have to be strong, but everybody else was kind of like, you know, you, you got to move on. Like it is what it is. He died, but you have to move on. So, um, as I look back as an adult, I realized that like none of the adults in my life really had ever dealt with grief and none of the adults in my life had really, they really didn't know what to do. Okay. They really didn't know like what, like, what did this look like? So for one, my father was not sick. Um, He had actually just went to the doctors like two weeks before and he had a perfectly healthy physical. So for him to literally just die took us all by shock. So we were not prepared. I mean, I know people say like, 
oh, we don't know when we're going to die. But, you know, like some people be sick, so you have time to prepare for it. You have time to, like, really go above and beyond to, like, really um, prepare yourself for this death. So we did not have that with my dad. He was here, like, literally dropping me off at school. And then within an hour or two hours, he had died. He, he died at work. So with that being said, um, my family was shook. We didn't know what to do. We had to wait quite a while, probably like almost two weeks to have the funeral because we had family that was out of town. We were the only family outside of the family we created to be in St. Louis, Missouri. We had people flying in from Connecticut, New York, Florida. So um, it was interesting. It was interesting to say the least. And this kind of started my journey of I I want to say being strong, being that strong person, not setting boundaries. I never really processed what it was to lose my dad until now. So imagine like going 15 years and you're constantly feeling um neglected you're feeling alone you're you just feel a certain kind of way because you were never taught how to truly grieve you were never taught that it was okay to cry like even at my funeral at my funeral oh god bless me even at his funeral like I like there was a point where I wanted to be by myself but like my uncle was like, you don't need to be by yourself. And I'm like, yeah, but I do. And this was always the issue for me because most of my family lived in New York. So like my family really, like my family knew me, but like they weren't around me to really like be, like know what my personality is. So my personality outside of grief is I can't be around too many people too much and I can't really be around um, a lot of people, like I get overstimulated real fast. Back then I did not know that, but now I do. So I have to have a long time set in place just so like I don't pop off on nobody. Like I am the person that I can't be, I can't be in a setting for too long. Like that's why I really can't take tests. Like why, why, why does it take me five hours to take one test? Like, come on now. Like, this should definitely be split up. Like, this does not make sense. <laughs> um, if you get it, you get it. But if you don't, it's fine. So my uncle was like, you don't need to be by yourself. And I was like, yeah, but at this moment, like, I kind of do need to be by myself. Like, I just, like, and my dad didn't have, like, a funeral. He just had a visitation. So we were there from, like, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Like, sorry, at some point I can be by myself. Like, I promise it won't kill anybody. Anyways, I also spoke at my father's funeral and I also just was kind of like the entertainer. Like I brought out an old record player. I played the music. I cracked jokes. Like I was kind of the person that was keeping it, you know, fun. I guess you could say one, we were there literally all day. Two, I... I just felt like I had to act that way. I felt like I had to do that. Nobody had told me to, but there was an unspoken pressure on me, which I wish my family would have realized because it honestly killed me inside. 
it honestly put me in a position to where for the rest of my life, I would follow that same trend. And as I'm getting older and as I'm learning about generational curses and that, and as I'm learning about generational habits, I've learned all the women in my life are like that. There's an unspoken pressure of if you're not going to do it, who going to do it? Okay. Literally to this day, the older women in my life say that. Like literally to this day, the older women literally like come to me and say that stuff. And it's sickening. Um, It is sickening that that is. And I want to break that. I, like that has to stop with me because I don't want to have kids and I don't want the younger generation to feel like you have to be that strong. Because you do not. Because now there are adults like me, there are adults my age that we are really trying to figure this thing out. My generation has seen so much tragedy on top of each and every one of our personal tragedy that like society does not take that into consideration. So with that being said, like I have to take control over having boundaries and not being the strong person in order to be healthy in order to truly practice self-care i have to be the one to do that and so one of the things that i've always kind of struggled with is what is this grief which is why i started healing she got faith because i was an adult figuring this out i was an adult like yo nobody ever taught me this let me teach my people like let's go Um, I can laugh about it now, but it's been a lot of years of struggling. And as I'm in therapy twice a week, y'all, it has been a lot of unlearning. It has been a lot of tough conversations, okay? So I say all that to say, like, grief is not new to me. Grief is very very familiar. I've been to so many funerals in my lifetime. I've lost a lot of people. Two of the most of people I've lost, my mother and father. And it has been a journey. Like before the age of 30, I had lost both my parents. And my parents were young when they died. My father was 45. My mother was 55. Like didn't even make it to 60. And in my family lineage, we do not make it to 60. Again, I want to break that generational curse. I cannot control when I die. I cannot control the time, minute, day. But y'all, if I have anything to do with it, I pray to God that I make it past 60. Because at the end of the day, my family deserves to live a long life. My family deserves. I wish my parents were alive just so they could see the bomb-ass kids that they have made, y'all. Okay? Now... In the world we live in, I ain't going to lie, y'all. I miss them, but I'm glad they're not here because I would cut somebody for them, okay? <laughs> but with that being said, I one of the things, like, when I work with people in grief support is I always tell people to write letters, whether that's a letter to someone who hurts you, a, le- a letter to someone who passed away, a letter to your younger self, a letter to your future self. I am about writing yourself letters. So since this is kind of like a grief beyond death and I'm like interviewing myself, y'all, I am going to read a letter. This letter is in the Everyone Has a Story novel. And it is on page 136. What chapter is this? I should know I wrote the book. 
it is the chap is chapter nine journeys to healing so in this book i write four letters one to my brother one to my sister one to my mother one to my father so i am going to read you the letter to my father and i encourage you to do the same especially if you've lost somebody so here it goes letters to my parents part of this journey to healing part of this journey to healing was to be honest about how i felt one of the things that my mother's death brought up was the fact that I never dealt with my father's death. I had to address it. I had been to therapy, church, small groups, you name it, searching for this healing, but I had to look deep within. So here I am writing my first book and being the most vulnerable I've probably ever been. If my parents were alive, I would dedicate this book to them, which in theory I am. But most importantly, I want to have this conversation with them. Hey, daddy. Sir, I miss you so much. This pain has not gotten easier. I've learned to deal with it. I'm sorry. I've, I've just learned to live with it. Daddy, I often wonder what my life would be with you here. I wish I could see you grow old and run your restaurant businesses. I wish I could buy you gifts on Father's Day and on your birthday. Daddy, would my love life look different if you were here? Would I have made smarter decisions or would I have still made questionable decisions? I miss your laugh. I wake up every morning and drink coffee in your name. You got me hooked on that coffee at the age of two and I haven't let go since. Coffee is my absolute favorite. I give thanks to you for that. Daddy, I'm so sorry for not appreciating the relationship that you tried to have with me. I'm so sorry for not answering your phone calls. Believe it or not, I loved being at your house on the south side of St. Louis. It was one of my favorite spots in the whole world. I now understand what you were doing, that you were doing the best you could with what you had. You only could do what you knew how to do, and sometimes you and I were learning together. I can appreciate the time and love you poured into me. Daddy, I wish that I could grow old with you. I know at each and every graduation and new job, you would have had a picture of us all in your pocket. Daddy, when I was protesting in St. Louis and in New York, I knew you would have been there right by my side. I imagined you there every step of the way. Daddy, I hope to be a third of the person that you were when it comes to hustling, helping, and loving people. I know that you are no longer here on this earth, but I'm so grateful that the last thing we said to one another was I love you. The day before you left this earth, you gave TJ and I one of the most peaceful days of our lives. Daddy, I never got the opportunity to say thank you for taking me to my first rap concert. Daddy, I could never repay you or thank you for the time, money, and love that you poured into me when I wanted to be a DJ. You supported me in a way that people wish their parents would have, and I had it and never realized how special it truly was. You were my biggest fan. No matter how crazy or cranky I sounded, you loved and supported me. I miss you, Baldy. You are a great man with great ambitions, and you pass it on to your offspring. I hope we are your wildest dreams. Tears and all, I'm so happy that I got you for the 15 years that I did. I wish it was more, but I know that you taught me what you needed me to learn. I love you with everything in my heart, Lisa. Yeah, I had never been so vulnerable with my father's death before writing this book so i hope that you enjoy that if you know if you get the audio book which should be here soon you'll definitely get to 
rehear that and obviously like this is raw like me just reading that to you like there was no director or anything that was telling me how to read it like you really just got the real deal and like this episode is very authentic and very like just me telling you like what it is and really like how healing she can healing she got faith came about you see like my words keep running together do y'all hear that <laughs> let's take another break and when we come back we're gonna talk about the small victories welcome back to the healing she got faith show it is lily i wish i could sing y'all um <laughs> it is healing she got faith birthday happy birthday happy birthday Mm-mm-mm-mm. we turn to <laughs> y'all did not come on here to hear me sing okay um so before the break i read a letter that is in everyone has a story and i discussed just the the letter and the vulnerability of what I wish I could have said to my father and what I wish life would have allowed me to experience. <laughs> um, unfortunately, like life just has other plans. And I think that goes to speak for everyone and everything in our life. Like, I think that goes to say like what, like where we are, what we think and things of that nature just what exactly we think it is, like, it could change at every given moment. Like, I lost my dad when I was 15. I lost my mom when I was 26. And I never realized, like, their death would lead me to owning my own business, lead me to, like, living my own life, lead me to, like, not fitting in with the rest of the world because of everything that I have been through and just everything that has hit me all at once. And I think for me... When I really started to learn about grief, one of the things that I wanted to do, and I actually learned this from one of my best friends, but he was telling me, um, I don't remember which queen it was. It might be the queen that's still alive in England, Queen Elizabeth. Don't shoot me, y'all. I'm having a brain fart. But he was telling me that he had read somewhere that she on the days of the death of people that she lost or on the birthdays, it was one or the other, but I remember hearing that. And I'm like, well, I could do it on both. She actually like did something positive in their memory. So she would do something that represented them. So that day where we normally grieve, she was actually turning it into something positive. And so I, that really touched me because that gave me a new perspective on grief, right? Because a lot of times people grieve differently and a lot of times people don't really know how to handle their grief. So what I do now is like, so the death bursaries, those days I typically do rest, but I will try to do something. So like April 12th, 2007, my father passed away. April 12th, 2020, I released healing no I opened healing she got faith I opened it as a blog released the launched the website October 4th of 2018 my mother passed away October 4th of 2021 I had my book launch of everyone has a story those are a couple things that I do November 16th is my mom's birthday one year I went to Paris I was with my cousin and we had coconut ice cream and drank mimosas because my mom loved ice cream and mimosas so we absolutely did that 
for my father's birthday is January 16th. So typically on that day, I go to the coffee shop and I will literally spend all day at the coffee shop and I would just journal, drink coffee, reflect, and really like just drink coffee in my father's name. So just certain things like that I try to do in their memory. I'll typically wear a shirt with their face on it. I'll wear some perfume that reminded me of them and just the different things of that. So really turning that pain into passion. But I say that and say that if that is not something that you're interested in, like you don't have to do it. If on those days you need to just rest and sleep and allow your body to do what it needs to do. It took me years to do that, y'all. Like that wasn't something that like my dad died when I was 15 and 16, I was doing it. Like, no, like it literally took me half my life to figure out how do I deal with this? How do I cope with it? Like April used to be such a hard time for me. And I have cousins because we lost an aunt right before my mom passed away. And my aunt passed away in May. And I have cut the the cousins. What am I trying to say? My aunt's kids, my cousins, um, the one that passed away, her kids every year during May just have such a hard time. But I do, I did realize that one of them, who was my god sister, she actually started traveling on the day that my aunt passed away. So again, it took her years, but also too, like we have that grieving cycle. Like for whatever reason, our body knows, like our bodies know when that time is coming. And I don't know how the body knows. I don't know biologically how that makes sense, but it it, it is what it is, okay? So I think one of my biggest, I don't like to give advice. But I guess this is advice, but I guess so. some of my biggest advice I would give to people who are grieving is allow your body to do what it do, do what it needs to do. It You don't have to have a plan. You don't have to sit up here and figure out every year what you're going to do. Like sometimes you just got to sit and chill. And sometimes you just have to be who you are. You just have to allow yourself. If you need to go to therapy, if you need to go to grief counseling, if you need to go to work. If you need to go swimming, you need to figure out how your body reacts, why it's reacting, and what you can do to protect yourself and to protect your energy. And I and I believe that that's part of that healing space. I believe that that's part of that space where we have to continue to get our know our get to know ourselves. We have to continue to be at a place where we know our limits. We have those boundaries. A lot of us lack boundaries. Grief will bring up the lack of boundaries that you have. And so if you haven't experienced a tough grief, I want you to realize that now before you go through grief and realize that like grief is going to bring out everything that you've ever suppressed. So learn that now. Okay. And I know that's easier said than done. And if you have experienced grief, one, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> and I'm here with you and I believe you and I trust you. And I know that the process has not been easy. So I want you to know that I hear you. You are worthy and it sucks, but you're going you're gonna to get through it. And, and it might not be the getting through the sunshine, rainbow, unicorns, and roses. 
but you you gonna get through it so with that being said i want you to know that like grief is not linear grief is not a straightforward process grief does not make sense your grief and somebody else's grief will never look the same you can experience the exact same thing as somebody else and it will still look different me my brother my sister all experience grief very differently and when i say very differently it does not make sense i remember when my father first passed away i used to want to get cake and ice cream and celebrate his birthday and my family looked at me nuts like why he's dead what are you doing okay and i was like but it's a celebration that was my way of grieving that was their way of grieving it was easier not to address the fact that he's not here for me I felt like I had a duty for him not to be forgotten. Until you get older and you have those tough conversations of like, well, this is how I was feeling. This is where I was going. You cannot truly understand like what it is you're going through. Okay. And I honestly just like to celebrate. Like I've taken a lot of losses in life. I've lost a lot. I, I've i had wins, but I've had more losses than wins. <laughs> and I am very honest about that. I'm very honest about that with my journey. I'm very honest about that with just the different things that I am going through, with, that I'm experiencing, and things of that nature. So with that being said, we are going to take a break. And when we come back, I'm going to share some memories of my father with you okay welcome back to the healing she got faith show so y'all this episode has kind of been i guess like a free for all because i honestly like had notes to kind of talk about some stuff straightforward but i just feel like there's a need for authenticity in the world today there's a need of people just to feel real just to feel normal not to feel perfect not to feel like they have it all together I'm gonna tell y'all right now I'm a very hard worker but I do not have it all figured out I study grief and I help people with grief but I do not have it all together like even recording this episode like I swear every loud car possible there's one going by right now has drove past as I've recorded and it's very frustrating. It is very frustrating because you try to do stuff, you try to plan it, you try to make it work, and you you try to be, you know, the most professional. And there are a lot of places and systems and people in place that just, you know, force us to really, like, downplay ourselves. And then also, too, we have imposter syndrome, we have grief, we have just our self-criticism that it is very hard. And so I think it's easier for us to be hard on ourselves versus being honest. So like with it being healing, she got Faith's second birthday. Like I want to talk about my dad. I want to talk about grief. I want to talk about it. And I'm sorry that y'all have to hear the cars in the background. I don't know why they all decided to come as I was recording. I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know, but when I started healing, she got faith. One of my goals was I didn't want to be one of those podcasts or radio shows or YouTube channels where like it looks like I have it all together. Like 
I'm a realist and I'm very like just honest about my journey and I'm very honest about like the different things that I go through and the different things that have happened to me and how I have become a better person and how I have set myself up and things of that nature. Talking about my father today was very, very releasing. It was very much so of, okay, like he's not forgotten. Like y'all gonna laugh at me, but like, I'll be thinking about Coco. Y'all know that movie on Disney Coco where like they talk, they say, um, if you, you know, if you be forgetting about people, you know, they spirits be going like, I don't want, I don't want that to happen. Like I want my daddy to know like forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. I'm always going to think about him. One of the hardest things that I deal with is as I get older, the memory of him kind of does disappear. But also too, as I've gotten older, like there's no more new pictures. So I've hit that point in my grieving process where I am recycling the same pictures every year. I've seen every possible picture of my father and I am posting the same picture of my father. I hate that like when my father passed away, we didn't have all these smartphones and things like that. Like I had a friend who was watching my stuff um, when I became homeless in college and it had all my pictures of my father and she lost it, threw away. I don't know. I don't talk to the girl no more. But um, all of my memories with my father, the last tie and his glasses that he had on when he died that the ambulance gave us was in there and we lost it. We no longer have it. And people don't realize when you lose those tangible things, it, it affects you. And so I try to do stuff, but honestly, like that's one of my struggles that like people dealing with grief, they don't necessarily know that somebody else is going through that. And society does not allow us to grieve properly. Society does not allow us to feel our feelings. And unfortunately, like with grief, you have to feel your feelings. You have to be in a position to where like, okay, like this is what it is. This is what we need. Um, this Like this is what's happening. Like I was triggered. I, the other day, um, at the beginning of the month, actually, I was driving past where me and my father and brother used to go to therapy for when him and my mom got a divorce. And I remember like I got into this big argument because my nephew was with us and like my nephew was being so bad. And I was like, I ended up like retaliating on my nephew. Like, and I called my sister and was like, he is not listening. And my sister was like, say, say sorry to your TT. And like, I was just so mean. Like I was, uh, 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 how old was I? I had to be like 13 years old. So I'm just hitting puberty. I'm so hormonal. And I was just so mean to him. And like, yeah, I love my nephew. Like that is my baby. And I remember like my dad and brother, they were still in their therapy session. So I was watching my nephew and yeah, I just started bawling. I just started bawling because I remember like how mean I was. And then I also remember like, dang, like that was one of the last places like I saw my father. Like that was one of the last places I saw my father and brother together. That was one of the last places that like all of us as a family were together. And I was triggered and I'm driving down the highway and I'm crying. I'm bawling because that really touched my heart. Like I was upset with myself for being so doggone mean. I was, I missed my dad. I couldn't believe that like that was one of the last moments that all of us had together. And then also too, like 
I wish I would have cherished that. Like, instead of being a little puberty little teenager, like, I wish I would have embraced that moment because we really don't know when our last time with people are. And I think as I grow older and as this series keeps going, I realize that, like, um, I realize I no longer want to miss out on moments. I've missed out on so many moments because one of other people, because two, lack of boundaries, and three, um, what's the third one? I don't know. But because I'm be worried about other people and lack of boundaries, which those can honestly go as one. My point is, <laughs> my point is I no longer want to miss out on people because I lack boundaries. I no longer want to miss out on experiences and opportunities because I lack boundaries, okay? I want to set my boundaries so I can enjoy life more. I want to be able to heal properly. It's okay that I'm triggered. It's okay that I have my moments. But to feel like I'm always missing out on something because I lack boundaries, that is something that I have to fix, okay? So today's episode was a little heavy. It probably sounded all over the place. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I had notes and I kind of just spoke from the heart today, to be completely honest with you, because I just feel like it was needed. I feel like we're in a world today where, like, everything has to be perfect and everything has to be set in stone. And then here I come and I'm like, this is what you're going to get. You're going to get what I give you, okay? Anyways, so I hope you enjoyed it. Next week, we will continue to talk about healing. She got faith. We will continue to speak on grief and growth and all of that, okay? So a couple housekeepings before we end the show, because I want y'all to enjoy y'all Monday, which is um, we have our bookshop, Healing She Got Faith. Actually, no, bookshop slash shop slash Healing She Got Faith. We have our online bookstore. You can check it out. We have our book club happening this month. You can go to healingshegotfaith.org slash shop. Y'all see all, all the noise is just here. <laughs> but you can go to healingshegotfaith.org slash shop. And you can join us on this book club journey. We have our intention sessions, so we meet once a month. We will not meet in April, however, but that is a once a month meeting where we literally set our intentions for the next 30 days, and we really focus on how to get to that next step. Or you can join the intentus cohort, which you still meet during the intention session, but you actually get three one-on-ones throughout the month on top of the monthly meeting. And those are for people who are just kind of tired of giving up on themselves. They want to be social. They feel stuck. So they're trying to get out of this being stuck. They just need some accountability. So if that is you, definitely check it out. You could still purchase signed copies of Healing She Got Faith. Uh, I'm sorry, of Everyone Has a Story book bundle. All you got to go, all you got to do is go to healingshegotfaith.org slash shop. I will sign your copy and I will send it to you. Or you can now go to Kindle and Amazon to purchase Everyone Has a Story. I believe that is it. I just want to say happy birthday, Healing She Got Faith. Lisa, you are doing amazing. Yes, this is to me 
you have you are running an organization you are opening up a community lounge you are really in it okay so i'm so proud of you i love you we gonna get this thing together okay so yeah i really want y'all to enjoy your monday i really want y'all to love you the way you love the world and i'm gonna catch you next monday only on total entertainment radio bye y'all have a good day Thank you.